Hi friends, you're listening to How to Go Vegan Podcast. My name's Trish Roberts. If ever there was a phrase that seems so clear but hides so much, then this is it. We all say we hate it, we all agree with those who say they oppose it, and we all condemn those who perpetrate it. But, and this may come as a surprise, almost every one of us is thinking of something completely different when we use it. However, we almost never acknowledge this, finding it much more comfortable to assume a shared frame of reference with others who use it. Quote, cruelty to animals, end quote, is a completely subjective phrase. Now just to be sure I'm completely clear about the meaning of the word subjective, here's the definition from an online dictionary. Subjective, one, existing in the mind, belonging to the thinking subject rather than to the object of thought. Two, pertaining to or characteristic of an individual, personal, individual, a subjective evaluation. Three, placing excessive emphasis on one's own moods, attitudes, opinions, etc., unduly egocentric. All of which boils down to the notion that something that is subjective means different things to different people. So why might that be a problem? Why indeed? Lots of other things are subjective and in general little harm is done. For instance, when each of us thinks of young or old people, we tend to use ourselves as a benchmark. For example, I am way past the age that I thought of as, quote, old, end quote, when I was in my twenties. To family members, I refer to myself as, quote, elderly, end quote, in a tongue-in-cheek kind of way. But to be absolutely honest, I'm not sure what it will take for me to see myself as truly old. I don't suppose there's any harm in this, and if it serves to make my sons shake their heads fondly at my delusions, I don't mind at all. Some subjective references are not inherently harmful. However, I believe firmly that the seemingly innocuous little term, quote, cruelty to animals, end quote, is one of the most dangerous and harmful there is, not in terms of grammar or language, but in terms of the ones who always suffer while we're mincing our words, the animals. Part of the harm lies in the fact that we all think we know what it means, and in our certainty that we know, we rarely question its meaning when others use it. We tend to assume we're on the same page, on the same side, sharing the same values, and we find comfort and are reassured about our own behavior in sharing the sentiment. What we almost never do is ask what exactly others mean by, quote, cruelty to animals, end quote. Before I became vegan, if someone were to ask me exactly what I meant by it, I have struggled to be precise. I'd have done a bit of hand-waving to indicate how nebulous the concept is. And I'm sure there would have been a few quote, you know what I means, and sort ofs, in my explanation. Why don't we check our frame of reference? There are several reasons for this that I have learned through what now amounts to more than three years of seeking truth about our use of other species, 
reading, watching videos, doing online advocacy, and blogging and listening to the view of hundreds, if not thousands, of different people. Of course, I am living my 60th year on this planet. It would be fair to say that life has taught me a thing or two. Sometimes, what is not said is just as telling as the things that we say. However, I have come to the conclusion that for the majority, we subconsciously use two main strategies. One, we stick to what we know. Two, we use ourselves as the benchmark. Sticking to what we know. What do I mean by this, quote, sticking to what we know, end quote? Sticking to what we know means that we hold to our own personal, deeply rooted beliefs of necessity and entitlement. For most of us, even those who are, quote, young, end quote, by my reckoning, the roots of these beliefs are lost in the midst of time. We were taught then, at about the same time as we were taught not to poke our fingers into electrical sockets, or put beads up our nose. We become adult just, quote, knowing, end quote, these things, but can't recall where the, quote, knowledge, end quote, came from. No one ever sits down to consider or challenge why we should not put our fingers in sockets, etc., because we regard these truths as self-evident. And so it is with our beliefs about those of other species, our important and moral worth when compared to them, and the uses we believe we need to make, are entitled to make, by dint of our own importance and perceived superiority. We rarely challenge these beliefs and in fact deride the suggestion that we should, in much the same way that we would rightly react to a suggestion that we have made that we have a serious debate about the existence of the tooth fairy. Quote, using ourselves as the benchmark, end quote, means that in general we consider, quote, cruelty, end quote, to be what others do. We invariably start from the premise that we ourselves are doing nothing wrong as evidenced and emphasized by our ready declarations of condemning, quote, cruelty to animals, end quote, and we look outward at other people, other nations, other cultures, always others. We look outward, we find fault, and we point fingers of blame and condemnation. Thus, armed with our, quote, knowledge, end quote, and clearly believing ourselves to be above reproach, we confidently condemn, quote, cruelty to animals, end quote, we do this before we have even heard of veganism. Why do we scorn veganism? There are two main obstacles to veganism in the eyes of those who have never challenged what our species does to others. The first obstacle is that we believe animal use to be necessary for our well-being. In fact, the opposite is true. The second obstacle is that we consider ourselves somehow better, more important, more worthy than other species. In our unchallenging eyes, they occupy a no-man's land in terms of definition. We are aware that they are not things or objects, however we resist the natural conclusion to which this awareness should lead. We refuse to acknowledge their moral value, their sentience, our glaringly obvious similarities. 
In fact, we determinedly ignore the fact that they are the same as us in every way except species, because to do so would undermine, even in our own eyes, the foundation of the systemic genocide, brutality, and violence in which we are complicit as non-vegan consumers. We resist facing the fact that every non-vegan choice is a choice to violate the rights of peaceful and powerless individuals who are exactly like us in every way but species. Their lives matter to them. They share the bonds of love and friendship with their family and friends. Each one is a unique individual who experiences life as we do through their senses, their interactions with others, through their memories. We think we're on the same page, but we're not. So coming back to the phrase that started this essay, quote, cruelty to animals, end quote, what does this shifting frame of reference mean in, in real terms? When we are non-vegan and living in our Western society, and we declare this to others, we are thinking about acts or situations that hurt dogs, cats, horses, quote, pet, end quote, rabbits, or members of the other species that we fetishize. We are thinking about acts or circumstances that fall outside our own personal accepted and internalized range of necessary actions, although we will sometimes concede that even these should be done, quote, humanely, end quote, which is another loaded word, but I'll leave that for another day. Examples of this are when we call for, quote, compassion, end quote, a subjective concept, quote, kinder choices, end quote, a subjective concept, and for what amounts to the regulation of the torture and the denial of rights that form the bedrock of all the uses that are made of other species. This is the path that invariably leads to xenophobia and otherization, because other cultures have a different set of species to fetishize and a different range of actions that are perceived as, quote, necessary, end quote. It's a path littered with grey areas, with personal definitions of, quote, essential, end quote, little individual justifications that we can invent our own set of, quote, necessities, end quote. It's a path where we always ensure that the parameters excuse our own behavior regardless of what we do. So is there an objective definition? Quote, cruelty, end quote, is the inflicting of harm or distress on another, and let's presume for the sake of avoiding argument, we accept the, in brackets, debatable, end brackets, qualification that all humans tend to adopt, that in certain circumstances, quote, harm, end quote, may be justified as being unavoidable or even necessary, and further define cruelty to mean, quote, unnecessary or avoidable harm, end quote. Is it possible to define, quote, cruelty to animals, end quote, objectively? Objective, not influenced by personal feelings or opinions in considering and representing facts. I believe that it is by defining our frame of reference. Humans do not need to use or consume members of other species for any purpose whatsoever. We have a myriad of alternatives, and as a highly inventive species, we have no trouble at all in finding them.
Even if we did not have these alternatives, it would still be immoral for us to confine, enslave, and kill countless billions of unconsenting sentient individuals every year simply because we can. But this is a moot point. The recognition of the fact that we have no need to consume or otherwise use other species and the decision to live true to this ethic is the definition of becoming vegan. So, in fact, the moral definition of, quote, cruelty to animals, end quote, may be summed up in a single word, non-veganism. So let's stop talking about, quote, cruelty to animals, end quote, because as a phrase it is meaningless. I have seen so many arguments arise between, quote, animal lovers, end quote, a subjective concept. These arguments invariably accuse vegans of splitting hairs and being divisive, claiming that since we all condemn, quote, cruelty to animals, end quote, we're all on the same side. Make no mistake, we're not all on the same side at all. And in our complacency about our shared, in brackets, miss, in brackets, understanding, is a continuing bloodbath and nightmare for billions of innocent, vulnerable creatures who need us all to be absolutely clear on their behalf. There are definitely two sides, and there's definitely a line between them. That line is the crystal clear one that separates being vegan from being non-vegan. That's the one we need to recognize and cross. And on that day, when we all finally stand on the vegan side, then we can truly, sincerely and joyfully say that we condemn cruelty to animals. Be vegan. Thanks to Linda Clark for the kind permission to share this essay, Cruelty to Animals, which was posted November 22, 2015. And as usual, please read my disclaimer about social media sites, external sites, products, organizations, individuals, etc. Thanks for listening. Till next time. Bye for now.